Welcome to my home church here in the heart of the city of Gloucester. We're in the church of St Mary de Crypt, which is part of Discover de Crypt, a place that has borne witness to very many stories of faith over very many centuries. We're actually in the Robert Rakes Chapel, where we remember Robert Rakes, who, with his friend, the Reverend Thomas Stock, founded the contemporary Sunday School movement. Robert was actually baptised here in this church and is buried right here in this chapel. And it's fitting that we're in this space today as we are remembering particularly all of those who accompany us right through our journey of faith, beginning as small children. And especially remembering those who are godparents, as many churches will be keeping this as Godparents Sunday. We'll be hearing some stories from God's children and Godparents. We'll be giving thanks and celebrating that special relationship. And we'll be praying for one another as we remember the promises that we made and the promises that congregations make to be there for children and their families as they journey on their life of faith. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let's pray. Loving God, be with us today in our homes and in our hearts. May we know your presence as we give you thanks and praise and hear your word. Amen. God's love is great. God's grace is endless. Let us tell God the things we have done wrong and ask God's forgiveness. You might like to look down at the floor. We are sorry, God, that we have not followed your ways. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You might like to look at your hands. We are sorry, God, that we have not cared for the world. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You might like to place a hand over your heart. We are sorry, God, that we have forgotten your love for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the God of love bring us back to himself. Forgive us our sins and assure us of his eternal love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to hear a new hymn, specially written to celebrate the relationship and commitment of Godparents to God's children, written for a Godparents Sunday a few years ago by Ali Barrett.
My name is Peter Greystone. I have several godchildren and I'm going to tell you about the oldest and the youngest ones. Uh, the, my oldest godchild is Ruth. She lives the other side of the country from me so I don't see her very often but we have had conversations about God very often over the years as she's grown up. Um, we share a love of comedy so that we've got we've been to lots of gigs together but the biggest joy of going to visit her is that we go to her church where she takes her young children to church so the joy of bringing some up in the faith is tumbling down through the generations my youngest goddaughter is Lydia she's 18 months she lives very locally so I see her every week. I have a book of Bible stories so I'm able to read a Bible story to her when she comes, although to be honest she does prefer the book about cats. When we have a meal together with the family we always say grace. We say grace in Makaton sign language so that she's able to join in. Our grace is thank you Jesus for our food. It hasn't worked out perfectly with all my godchildren. I've lost touch with one of the families. You know how it is over the decades. People move away, things change. But I have gone on praying for them. I was praying for them this morning. I do think prayer is key to it because it binds you and God and your godchild together wonderfully. I've prayed for Ruth and for Lydia every single day of their lives. I hope I've given my godchildren something valuable as the years have gone by. I do know what they've given to me as a person without children myself. They've given me an enormous amount of joy. Why are godparents special to you? Because they always make me laugh. Uh, and be helpful and kind. Okay. And what is the best things they do for you or do with you? Uh, uh, they send activity books and, and sticker books. And we learn about Jesus. And how do they keep in touch with you? They video call us and read stories on the video calls. Sometimes. When you're older, would you like to be a godparent, a little good boy yeah! or girl? A special prayer for Godparents Sunday. Loving God, thank you for the joy of godparents and godchildren. Help us to reach out to each other with love and to grow in faith every day. Amen. A reading from John, chapter 6, verses 1 to 14. Jesus feeds 5,000. After this, Jesus went across Lake Galilee, or Lake Tiberias as it is also called. A large crowd followed him because they had seen his miracles of healing the sick. Jesus went up a hill and sat down with his disciples. The time for the Passover festival was near. Jesus looked around and saw that a large crowd was coming to him. So he asked Philip, 
Where can we buy enough food to feed all these people? He said this to test Philip. Actually, he already knew what he would do. Philip answered, For everyone to have even a little, it would take more than 200 silver coins to buy enough bread. Another one of his disciples, Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a boy here who has five loaves of barley bread and two fish, but there will certainly not be enough for all these people. Make the people sit down, Jesus told them. There was a lot of grass there. So all the people sat down. There were about 5,000. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks to God, and distributed it to the people who were sitting there. He did the same with the fish, and they all had as much as they wanted. When they were all full, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces left over. Let us not waste a bit. So they gathered them all and filled 12 baskets with the pieces left over from the five barley loaves which the people had eaten. Seeing this miracle that Jesus had performed, the people there said, Surely this is the prophet who was to come into the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is Godparent Sunday, a wonderful opportunity to give thanks for the care of godparents for their godchildren and for the dedication they show to them. And one of the ways that we're being encouraged to celebrate Godparent Sunday this year is to come together for a picnic. Families and friends and church communities coming together to share food, conversation, fun and laughter. A great way to celebrate the ministry of Godparents. And it's really good to be speaking outside Gloucester Cathedral in these beautiful gardens that have been created over the last few years. Truly a place where people come to be together and to picnic and enjoy one another's company. And as we think about the reading we've heard today from John's Gospel, the feeding of the 5,000, it is of course perfect for picnics. It is completely opposite. And it's interesting to note, of course, that the picnic baskets at the feeding of the 5,000 are those which gather up the abundant leftovers rather than those that bring the picnic. Because what is the feeding of the 5,000 except an extraordinary abundant picnic with Jesus right at its heart? But you might be wondering what the relevance of our reading today is to Godparents Sunday. So often when we reflect on one of Jesus' miracles, we will quite rightly start with the person of Jesus. We'll start with Jesus' words and Jesus' actions and the impact that has on the community, the way it can transform a community. But today I want to start with the child. And the first thing we notice, which of course is obvious, is the child arrives here with a picnic. The child has bread and fish. 
And for me, that speaks of somebody in the background who cares for the physical and material needs of the child. Someone has made sure that the child has all that they need for the day ahead. And then we notice the instincts of the child. The child is generous and kind and compassionate. The child notices what's going on around him. The child speaks up when he needs to and acts when he needs to. The child sees the needs of others and uses what he has to address those needs. And then of course we realise that the child is present in the heart of the crowd, in the company of the people following Jesus. The child isn't on the edge, the child is at the centre. And as I write this little backstory for the child in my head, I wonder how the child came to be there. Did the child arrive with family or with friends? Or did he simply make his way there out of sheer curiosity, wanting to know a little bit more about this man, Jesus? So if we think about godparents, so often godparents are those who want to support the material and physical needs of the godchild. So often they are those who want to accompany and be alongside their godchild, to encourage them in their gifts and talents, to help them to flourish and be the person they can be in the present and the future. And so often we hope and long for godparents to be those who bring their godchildren right into the heart of communities that are surrounding Jesus Christ, that they will find out for themselves the extraordinary love and care that comes from God in Jesus. We often talk about children being the future of the world or the future of the church. And on one level, of course, they are the future of the world and the future of the church. But they are also the present of the world and the present of the church. What this miracle shows us beyond anything else is that the children matter. What they do now matters. The feeding of the 5,000 would not happen without the child being there to share the gifts that he has. So on this Godparent Sunday, we give thanks for Godparents all over the world for what they do for and with their Godchildren. But we give thanks too for all those who accompany us through life, those who encourage us and care for us. We give thanks for them all. Amen. It's not very clear, but it is a horse. Horse, good girl. I'm Florence and I'm three. I have five godparents. They love me. They pray for me. And they teach me about God.
I really love them. And I like to pray for them. Dear Jesus. Thank you. My grandparents. Amen. Hi there. My name is Jennifer. And I'm a godparent to six children. It's a blessing being a godparent. You get to pray for them and encouraging them. And most of them now have grown up. And it's so good to see how they are and what they're getting up to and encouraging them always when you can. It's like being a mother to uh, these children, letting them know that they're loved by God. And no matter what they do or happen in their life, it's just praying for them always. And you don't always see them, depends how far they are or where they are. But mm, I really thank God for them. It's wonderful. An invitation to be a godparent is an honour. Firstly, putting one's relationships with the godchild's parents in a very special level. But also, it confers a trust that can be daunting. Of course, we know that such an invitation and undertaking is not necessarily made with very serious expectations of godly upbringing or even enduring relationship. However, that need not be a bar to the successful and equal sharing of what can be a special bond. The basic role of a godparent is to guide a child as they grow up. However, I think it's so much more than that. When I was young, my godfather represented fun. Someone who could always put a smile on my face and made me feel safe. If I did something wrong, he would let me know, but not to make me feel bad, just to help me understand that something was not all right. He's constantly encouraged me in everything I do, and he's taught me the importance of kindness, open-mindedness, re resilience, support, and understanding, and the fundamental importance of fun and silliness. My goddaughter, Ruth, has always been close to me. We shared imagine-led stories inspired by front covers of DIY magazines. And one of my fondest memories is from a time when we had our floorboards up in order to run new cabling. Ruth, with her brother Richard, was eager to know why. On receiving the reply that I was looking for pink elephants, both pressed their noses to the floor bottoms in the air and tried to spot them. Not at all that silly, for this was the basis of relationship, fun and even learning. As I got older, maybe unsurprisingly, we've realised that we have a very similar view on life and this has turned our relationship into one of friendship and complicity. 
It is in the forming and development of relationship that mostly unspoken principles of the gospel took root and has produced a young woman for whom I have respect, pride and love. However, I still pull her leg as she does mine. I am very honoured to know that he's proud of the person that I've become. And maybe he had something to do with this. Knowing that he's there has been fundamentally significant to me. And therefore, I try and do the same with my friend's children. Copying his methods, stealing his tricks and enormously enjoying the experience. At a baptism service, godparents make special promises and as the people of God, we also promise to be there for those children over the years ahead. So if you are a godparent, you might like to join in and recommit to that special relationship. In baptism, your godchildren began their journey of faith. Today, we continue to trust God that they will grow in faith and love. Will you carry on praying for them, caring for them and helping them to take their place in the life and worship of Christ's church? With the help of God, we will. When a child is baptised, we promise to welcome each child and support them in their new life of faith. Will you continue to pray for those who come to your church, their parents and godparents, encouraging them on their journey of faith? With the help of God, we will. We've thought about being on a journey together, encouraging each other as we follow Jesus. Let's remind ourselves of the things we believe in as we say. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. As we pray for the world, you might like to light a candle at home. We are given candles at baptism and invited to shine as lights in the world. As we look at this candle, we think of all those places in the world where being together with family and friends brings strength and of all those places where families are struggling to find peace. Loving God, you created us to be in families and communities, and we give you thanks for the joy of being together. We pray for families in the world, especially those struggling to find peace, safety, and security. And we ask that this day they may know you, your hope, and joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. As we look at this candle, we think of our own town, village, suburb, 
We think of the streets where we live, the places where we work, the schools we go to. We think of all those who come in and out of our communities, helping and supporting others, whether in their work or as volunteers. And as we think of them, so we pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for the places where we live and pray for all those who show love and care for others, for doctors, nurses, social workers, teachers, police officers, care workers, and so many others. Be with them in their daily work and help them to know and to share the great love of God each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. As we look at this candle, we think of those with whom we share a home or share a story. Those who encourage and help us remembering our godparents and godchildren. Those we take care of and those who take care of us. And so we pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for the blessing of friends and family. And we pray that you will be close to all whom we take care about this day. Especially praying for godparents and godchildren. We remember those who may be struggling this day, especially those who are ill and those who are sad. And ask that you would draw close with your healing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. As we look at this candle, we remember our own journey of faith as we follow Jesus. We remember those who have supported and encouraged since our baptism and welcome into the church, and those we still see and those we see no longer, and so we pray. Loving God, we thank you for calling us to be your friends and followers and for calling people to help and support us as we discover more of your love. We give you thanks for those who have encouraged us but whom we see no longer, and ask that you will help us to keep following you more closely each day, so that one day we will be united in your presence for all eternity. We offer all these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We join all our prayers together in the words of the prayer. Jesus taught us. Our, Our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm Esther. And behind us, you can see our wonderful godchildren. We've got 10 between us. <laughs> the youngest is three and the oldest is 15. We are overjoyed and humbled to have been asked to love and to pray for them unconditionally as they journey through their lives. 
So why are your godparents special to you? Because they are good and perfect to be some victory at their church. Each of our godchildren gives us gifts that we couldn't have expected. Laughter, love, thought-provoking questions and situations, opportunities to learn about games and hobbies and other things that we probably wouldn't have come across. <laughs> but they also give us the amazing chances to share what's important to us with them. We want them to know that they are unique, that they are made perfectly by God. We want them to know that they are loved and accepted just as they are. And we want them to have a relationship with Jesus and to walk their own journey of faith as they grow older. Often they take us to Bible camps where we can meet other people yeah. our age yeah. and uh, yeah. get closer to God. Mm -hmm. And they also give us books, yeah. don't they? Yeah, What they books do. have they given you? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's really difficult, and there have been some tough times for some of them recently, we hope that they know that we've got their backs. We are praying for them always, and we will always be there when they need us. For a daft joke to cheer them up, or a chat through a confusing bit of the Bible, or maybe a bit of practical help, like how to make their mum's favourite cake. So whatever, whenever, these guys are family. Our family. And we love each one of them. You're the most happiest person ever to make me happy you never make me sad you make the the day brighten up my day you make Aww. it wonderful you make it absolutely amazing you're the best godparent ever may the god who calls us to live in his love be close to you may the son who showed us the way to god lead you may the spirit who strengthens us with joy encourage you and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you this day and always. Amen. Together with joy and laughter, we, we go, go into, into the world. world. Together to love and to share, we, we go, go into the world. Together to explore and to learn, we go into the world. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We go into the world.